Stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 98, and I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin, back once again together to debunk the junk. That is those stories that we tell ourselves in the midst of our emotional states that just make things so much more difficult than either we want or, as we suggest on this show, as we really need them to be. And so we are here to talk about the ways we can get under those stories, to disconnect from those stories, and be grounded in reality by first and foremost being grounded in ourselves. And it just brings us all the things we want, more peace, more resilience, more purpose, more ease, more joy, more connection, all that. So hence why we're here. So thank you to all of you who are listening. If you're doing so live, good morning. If you are listening to this as a podcast, thank you so much for finding us wherever you get your podcasts and for subscribing leaving us a review, sharing us with your friends and family. We appreciate it. If you really want to see more of this, you can actually see video versions of every episode of Breaking Up With Our BS at our YouTube channel of that name. We also have a Facebook group that you of the same name, Breaking Up With Our BS, where you can connect with us in between episodes. Tawny has a six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com, where over the course of six weeks, you can apply all these things to your own context and see what comes up for you. And every second Saturday of the month, Tawny and I provide a free Zoom workshop where we teach you the techniques of how to get into the body, answer any questions that you might have, and just generally be around and help you feel more awesome. So that's all that we're doing. And the book continues and lots of different fun things going on, as we call it, in Boob's land. So hello, Tawny. Hello. That was a mouthful. Holy smokes. Yeah. You got a lot in there. I know. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's it's great because it's, um, you know, it's, it's quite the expansive library of stuff that we've got that's building. And this is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a really great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great time. It is. It is. All right. So once again, for the 98th time, here we are to debunk some junk. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking we should talk mm-hmm. about today? Well, I have no idea. Although I do know, and I think this is why I have no idea. Because next week I am on vacation. <laughs> Oh, yes. And you're kind of on vacation. Not really. You've got a work trip. I got a work trip. Yeah. mm -hmm, Go ahead. mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm in sort of, what is it? They say vacay mode or what is it? Something (laughs) like this here. (laughs) I don't know what the kids say today. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they say either, but, um, but yeah, it was so great and fun and nice. Although, you know, I do, I do feel myself kind of getting like a little worked up about, you know, just having that change in routine and, and then, you know, airplane and, and staying somewhere different and all that stuff. Not, not, not worked up in a way that's like, you know, oh gosh, it's so stressful, but worked up in like, yeah, the, the, the body moves from one space to the other. And, um, there's going to be a, a different, a different feeling sense or feeling state um, that will occur. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's anything there that we, that you think we could talk about. Um, well, that's what I have. Certainly, yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, certainly, you're talking about being out of routine on one level, mm-hmm. right? Out of out of routine, out, and out of usual surroundings, and out of the things that 
you're intentional, like I know you are, you've intentionally built things around you that are comfortable, that are connected. You know, you've all those things are sifted through in our own environments. Ideally, we do that for ourselves. Now you're about to step out of that. And while that's fun, right, vacation is supposed to be fun anyway, um, I can see why that might work you up. I thought that was an interesting choice of words. Worked up. I was going to ask you, what does worked up look like? Is it is it is it anxiety? Is it an awareness that you're going to have to recalibrate? What does recalibrate look like? Or it's just going to be different? Because I can relate yeah. to that. I'm going on a work trip and I'm going to something fun. I'm going to an air show. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. going to be great. I'm excited. And yet it is work and it's different mm-hmm. and it's in a different place mm-hmm. and I'm not staying in a familiar environment, you know, all that. So I, I think I understand what you mean by worked up, but I, maybe we can dig in there yeah. and see how, how we cope with these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I have designed my at-home life or my regular familiar life when I'm not doing something other than, you know, my regular stuff at home. I've designed it to have enough rest and restore and renewal and recharge in my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to too many people over the last couple decades that they're living for their weekends or they're living for their vacations and and then expecting the vacations to be full of the rest, renewal and recharge. And it doesn't really end up being that. So, you know, I'd like to, I like to say I'm a realist or whatever the, the heck that is. But no, like I I'm a, I'm very aware that going certain places um, that are, you know, outside of the things I am used to every single day um, definitely are going to turn or act turn on or activate my stress my nervous system to some degree or another. I mean, just flying, you know, cre- activates or, or at least influences the nervous system. Mm-hmm. So, and then not to mention, you know, you get there and, and then you're doing all of the things in, in places that aren't your daily, all of that does impact the nervous system. And not that it, that's a, that's a great and, taxing thing. It's, it's life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I feel, I'm feeling quite grateful that I have my life designed in such a way that at least on the daily, I'm getting that rest renewal and recharge because I know mm-hmm. with my upcoming trip that will not be happening. <laughs> <laughs> rest renewal and recharge won't be happening because we've got a lot of things planned and we're excited and we're going to be seeing a lot of people and there's going to be a lot of stuff to do and a lot of fun things uh-huh. um and and so uh yeah yeah so, so i think that's the work up. okay so that makes sense so is it something for you that you i mean you have that awareness of that so do you for lack of a better way of putting this, do you work on making those things as much as you can portable to take with you? Like, okay, I know I need that rest and recharge time. So I need to make sure I've got it, you know, somewhere in this trip, I need to make sure that I get some of those things or I need to at least, do you do that? Or, cause I could see how on one hand that could be like trying to prepare for things you can't anticipate and that's getting out of the present. And I could also see the value in being intentional of going, okay, how do I want to do the best I can to stick with the things that really help me in my daily that I would like to continue to help me while I'm on my trip. Like, it seems like a real fine line in there. How do you wrestle with that? How do you, how do you figure that out? Well, it kind of depends on what the trip is, where I'm going, how many days, what the actual sort of environment is going to be like. I'm going to a very busy environment. So I'm going to New York city. 
It's a very busy environment. I'm taking a red eye to New York City. Oh. <laughs> right? I'm already wow. behind the gates, and I know this. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, yes, am I going to take gonna one? Be challenged, right? <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> I'm going to take a pillow and I'm going to try to sleep, but I don't sleep on airplanes, right? I'm not one of those folks yeah. who I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were just laughing at the folks who are able to, right when they sit down, as the plane is still boarding and they are able to snore their way to sleep. That is mind boggling to me. Anyway, it yep. sounds like you can't do that either. Nope, um, I cannot. <laughs> right. Most of us can't, I think. Nope. So so I'm already knowing that this is going to be sort of like uh, a time where it's going to be busy. We're going to get in at a weird hour. My sleep's already going to be off. You know, I'll sleep where I can, but we've got lots of plans and people to see and all of the things. And so in terms of being able to sort of like um, have a plan around some of those things, I, you know, I take my body with me and <laughs> my nervous system <laughs> is in my body and my breath is in my body too. So I am able to at least count on breath practices if yeah. nothing else. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes mm -hmm. sense. No. And I, I chuckle because I'm the same way now. I love to fly. So I enjoy it. Right. I'm going to an air show for, you know, there, there's an indicator, you know, I enjoy those things. And I love to fly and I sit by the window and if I'm doing an overnight flight, I enjoy the look of the the environment I'm flying over, the sprawling out city lights and stuff. I love that. I just do. So I don't sleep on planes. Very rarely do I do. And those people drive me nuts because on one hand, it's like, man, I would love to be able to do that. But also, how can you do this? Like I get really like, like how can you do this? Particularly when, you know, a hundred years ago, nobody was getting the view of the earth that, you know, so I get all wrapped up in that. But anyway. I like that because I found myself in preparing for my work trip going, okay, what do I need to do to bring with me? You know, like I need, I want to bring workout stuff that I can do, light workout stuff that I can get some exercise while I'm there. That type of thing. But you just reminded me, <laughs> like my body comes with me. <laughs> my nervous system comes with me. My breath thank comes goodness, with me. Thank goodness, right? I know. Thank goodness. Yeah. That's the last <laughs> thing I need is to be completely dissociated from that. But mm -hmm. I've got all those things and that's really the basic starting point. And from there... You just reminded me, it's going to be much easier and much clearer to stay on like, okay, I want to make sure I'm, I'm eating as well as I can, getting the rest that I can, getting exercise when I can and staying kind of just taking it easy with things. That all comes from there. Rather than try to remember all everything and put it on the list, how about I just bring my breath and that mm -hmm. with me and trust that I can connect with those things as needed. Mm -hmm. And you won't forget your breath. Meaning, right? <laughs> we worry about did I did I did I pack that? Did I pack that? Did I pack? You don't even have to worry about your breath. You just how yeah. nice is that? <laughs> it's great. I know, it's a constant companion, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. and you know, I I wonder about this. You know, I I've I what you said earlier about people blazing through their work year. You know, fifty weeks. You know. Boom, 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 blaze, 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 work hard, build, 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 build for those two weeks of vacation, you know, and then let me recharge, let me get away, let me do all that. And then I'm going to come back and start the process all over again. Uh, but I tell you what, if maybe that works to a certain degree, if you go to a real quiet place, <laughs> I don't see how that could work in a place like New York City, but I'm not even sure it works that way because I don't know, I don't know how we can expect ourselves to shift out of a 50 week series of habits and energy that we've driven ourselves through and then somehow think we can just shut it off and live differently for two weeks and have it be anything other than just weird. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and if we're look, thinking and talking about the breath, for example, um, if we know we get better at whatever we do when we do it with repetition. And so if we are waiting for two weeks out of the year to relax in our body, to you know bring the stress response down, to maybe take a few deep breaths, maybe do, you know, sort of like a, a meditation thing on our retreat or, or, a, or some yoga or something, but we're doing it so sporadically, the, the body's not going to know and, and respond as quickly to those mm-hmm. practices. It's when we're doing it with rep, rep, repetition through our daily lives that then it becomes more automatic and and more fruitful. It it actually becomes more efficient for us. So, yeah, yeah. And then you have to recover from your vacation because you really didn't relax because your body doesn't know how to. And and then you're in the same boat, but then maybe needing a vacation in four months instead of instead of the year. But so it's 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 tough to get ahead of it when we don't have it dialed in in our daily lives. It is, you know, and, and I've seen it time and time again, and I've experienced it before too. You, you go through that grind, you do that trip, you, you, you're essentially trying to be two different people because you're not bringing practices with you into those two weeks. And what happens, you come back and you're like, I need, yes, everybody says I need a vacation from my, my vacation, but you can also come back and get sick. You know, like I can't tell you how many times I've come back from trips and I've gotten sick, or I've seen people come back from vacation, they get sick. And they're thrown off. And then that hap- that can happen more and more because the body can't be driven like that, disconnected from itself without it occasionally shutting down. And it's usually a sign from our bodies that I've experienced that, yeah, what some of these things you're doing aren't working. <laughs> so let's, mm-hmm. let's knock you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, is that is that your experience? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that is that something you think happens as well? Like our body just takes over after a while when we don't do what we need to do and just says, yeah, you're done. Well, I, I, I feel like, and I think I've read some things on this, where sort of like the, the body, the physical part of ourselves is like the last um, hit of problems, right? That's where we start to see our ailments come up, our illnesses, our illnesses come up, um, sickness or you know, some different things, some aches and pains. And it's because we've already been sort of mentally, emotionally, and spiritually depleted, and we've worked off of that for a long time while the body is in a, in a higher stress mode or numbed out, right? And then finally the body starts to give us signs of symptoms. So when the body, when we start to see it in the body, it's like, um, yeah, this is, this is like glaring, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the red, whatever signal is going that let's start taking care of this because I, I tried to let you know, you know, some of the mental stuff. I tried to let you know there. Then I tried to let you know emotionally. I tried to let you know spiritually. And you're still not listening. So blam. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to be really sick for a week or two. And maybe you will deal with some of these other things <laughs> while you can't deal. <laughs> while you can't do your normal stuff, right? Because I'm going to slow everything mm-hmm. down. Yeah, it's it's I'm I'm searching for the right analogy and it's it's elusive, but uh, what came to mind was like the Defcon system in <laughs> nuclear warfare. <laughs> it's like the, the danger level there's is levels. going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's levels. The danger is going up. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like your your body's going. Okay, mm-hmm. if if there's all these stages before we get to to the body shutting down, the body shutting down. That's Defcon one. That's the this is not working anymore. 
you know, and yeah, this is and, serious. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, and it's and and the physical ailments, you know, the the stresses, the headaches, the body aches, the illness, the fatigue, or the the restlessness, you know, the insomnia, those types of things. So much of them indicators, and when we're not, I've noticed that when I'm if if people are not connected to those realities, they think that these things are these outliers that just kind of happen to them, rather than part of an interconnected series of messages that the body's given. And that's, you know, an indicator of just headspace dominating everything, that thinking space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we're just not here in the Western world. We're just not taught to see ourselves as a system like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't know about all of this being connected. Even, even we're connected to different sorts of seasons and weather patterns, and and we experience, if we really think about it, and we've heard we've heard stories about this really being connected to sort of temperatures and, and moisture in the air and and impacted um, by all of these. And even even you know, I was talking to a client earlier today, and we're having so much sun. Lots of places in the United States are having different weather patterns right now, but, um, so much sun here in Seattle without a break of rain. And, um, he was like, I kind of getting tired of it. Um, meaning like I'm, I'm more exhausted. I just feel like I don't want to go out and do something in an 85 or 90 degree, um, sunny day, uh, because in a lot of, we're not used to that. Certainly if we lived somewhere else in the country, we would be used to that. And that would be, just what we would do. Um, and, but when we're already acclimated to something, it feels very different than if we're not. And then we're experiencing some shifts and changes that way too. So. Oh yeah. And you know, there's, there's so many elements of those things that, that affect us and interconnect with us. You know, the, we, you know, you hear people talk about all the time. Oh, I, I I can feel it in my joints when the barometer is changing, you know, the old, the old adage, I know when it's raining, when my joints are, well, that's, that's barometric pressure changing. That has, Study after study shows that has an effect on the body, and those even the even the gravitational pull of the moon, and the gravitational mm-hmm. pull of the sun, yeah. mm-hmm. just like the, you know they affect tides, they affect winds, they affect weather patterns, they affect us, you know. Mm-hmm. And so all those things taken together, we don't necessarily think of as a system. And you know when we get bringing it back back to you talking about you can take your breath with you. That's the I mean if we're looking for a common thread through all of this, it comes right back to that most basic automatic of things that we are, it's so automatic that we're not even aware of it. We're not even intentional about it. That's the thing that grounds us and connects us back to all of these things, or it can anyway, um, to the point mm-hmm. where you don't have to over prep. I'm, I'm recognizing that part of me has been over prepping for this trip. I don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, don't need to you know, breathe. No. And then from that space, I can have a better sense of what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just even breathing in and of itself in a way that can, um, you know, sort of click on the relaxation response in the body is enough to allow for a little bit of rest and restore. It doesn't even, you don't even need it necessarily in moments of like, what do I do next? Of course, that can be helpful, but even, well, gosh, like how long of a flight am I going to have? I could... I could breathe through that whole flight perhaps in a way <laughs> or at least yeah. several, <laughs> several <Right>. rounds, <laughs> at least an hour or two when you, you know, when the movie's done, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Totally. Yeah. Well, that's that's a long flight for you. I mean, that's a five plus hour flight. So that that'll be a good amount of breathing if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's that is the thing. And I, you know, it's it's funny. I find that when when flying, in part because I enjoy it, uh, but it is it is oftentimes a real connective experience for me. I'm sitting in one spot. I'm not in control. <laughs> clearly, you know. There's, Two people mm-hmm. up front are in control, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just along for that ride and the people I'm next to are the people I'm next to. And I can, I have a limited set of choices what I can do. I can stay seated. I can get up. I can put the tray down. I can keep the tray up. I can look out the window. I can close the window. I can watch, you know, there's limited mm-hmm. things I can do, but I do find it, it can be a really connective time, you know, to, to be with myself, sometimes to reflect, sometimes to appreciate perspective, whether it's visual perspective, looking outside or just the perspective of being able to go from start in one place and end up in another just a few hours later. That kind of stuff, I can find myself on the other end of a trip, really coming out of a long flight with some gratitude for just the experience that I've just had. So for me, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's that way for everybody because a lot of people hate to fly. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it definitely um, can have the flavor of stillness. If you choose to embrace that, um, cause you can't go too many places. <laughs> nope. nope. You go in the aisle, walk up and down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Guess, you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so certainly, yep, absolutely. We can make it what we would like, you know, we can make it whatever we want to make it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it is interesting. I, I'm reflecting now on, you know, those, those times where I'm not traveling and I'm thinking back to what you said earlier about the importance of just with breathing in particular, of just being intentional about it whenever you can in the day in, day out, because that's what most effectively preps you for the out of the ordinary, right? Out of the usual, you know, it's like, we've talked about it before where, you know, if you practice, you know, getting under the small stories, the smaller BS stories, and disconnect from those, recognizing those from a, a body space. The more practice you have with that, when bigger ones come along, <laughs> you have better practice rather than just waiting for the bigger ones to come along and hope hope you can work your way through them. You know, it's that kind of muscle memory, I guess, on some level. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. And we we have just lost sight of, of that. Um, and that's, you know, I, when I hear from folks like, oh, I tried that breathing, it didn't work. The first question I ask is, when have you been practicing it? Um, <laughs> I don't, what? <laughs> yep. it, it will not work if we're not practicing it, just like anything else we do. Mm-hmm. Anything else we do, we have to practice if we want to be efficient you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like what really what we're talking about with breathing is breath efficiency, like utilizing the breath yeah. in a way that will allow you to click on the relaxation response when we're talking about calming down. Now, certainly you can utilize the breath in different ways to rev things up if you want to also, and there may be reasons to do that. Definitely. But for the most part, getting underneath the stories and really being able to activate the body in a way that will help regulate the nervous system, we're looking at typically calming 
things down. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of practice allows for efficiency in the moment that it's needed because we can't really think our way into breathing a particular way to then create calm in our body. It just mm -hmm. in that moment of we're already intensified and we're already realizing, holy smokes, I need to calm down here. We don't have the same kind of access in our body to make all that happen, starting from a thinking space. We just, right. just got to let the body do its thing. Right. Right. I like that. Breathing efficiency. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. that that is something, too, that I've had clients say, you know, I tried the breathing thing. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, you waited until the thing was already on you. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, no wonder it was difficult, right? It was, you know, where, where are the rest of it? And it, it is something that, that I think people just are still figuring out that what it means with a practice. Even can pick a number of examples. You know, I, the last client that brought this up to me, I said to him, I said, you know, that's like asking, you know, if I was your weight trainer and you went in and said, you know, I tried to do a bicep curl with that 75 pound weight and it didn't work. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Well, did you start at 20 pounds <laughs> and work your way up? Or did you just go right to the 75 pound weight? Because if you did that, there's a really clearly explainable reason why that didn't work. You didn't practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and from that vantage yeah. point, they go, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But we don't look at breathing as a practice. And that's probably the one thing we could say on every single episode of this show every week <laughs> to do. Mm -hmm. Breathing is practice, practice the breathing and watch what happens, right? Experience what yeah. happens. Yeah. Absolutely, that breathing technique that we all just kind of, that we, we okay, we learn a breathing technique and then we, we're gonna use it in a moment that we, it's not a magic wand. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is. It's, it's something to work up to. It's something that's available to everybody. It's something that with repetition, it will help out immensely and you it'll feel like you didn't even have to try because right. your body will be so aware of when it needs it and it will be efficient in use in using it so it's not a magic wand there we have it i don't know what else to say <laughs> not, about it that's not a it's not a magic wand well that's okay because that's that could be the last word on it because we are out of time for this okay. episode. Well, I'm, I hope you have a great vacation in New York city. What a great place to go to. Yes. Should be fun. And I hope you get to see lots and lots of planes. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take lots of pictures. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be good. I'm excited for it too. So we'll have to compare notes, uh, when yes. we're back okay. and talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that. So have a great trip, and thanks for all of that. Me um, too. That perspective, yeah, I will. And thanks to all of you for spending this time with us on this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. We will be back next week to talk about some other area of junk that we can debunk, and hopefully it will mm -hmm. be just as helpful as today was. And until then, I am J.D.K. Winnikin. And I am Tanya Santabria. We will see you soon. Safe travels, everybody. Stop it now. I need it. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's again, Johnny? Yeah. I'm in my groove. Here we go.